ora koutou and welcome to Primary Matters, a podcast about the things that matter to the primary industries. I'm Carol Stiles, and in this series, Hook, Line and Sinker, we're taking a dive into Aotearoa New Zealand's seafood sector. Today, I'm on a wharf in Nelson. If you're one of the 14,000 people that works in the seafood industry, we're here to help, and if we can't find solutions for you, then we can certainly hook you up with, with someone that can. The, the key with us is we are seafood people and we know seafood people, so we're, we're a helping hand. We're literally a fisherman's friend and a fisherman's whanau friend. Darren Gard is a self-confessed salty old sea dog. He's also the operations general manager for the seafood sector support network first mate. We're, we're very similar to the Rural Support Trust for farming but you know I say that we're the RST of the sea. Um, we look after our seafood uh, whanau and they look after our, our shore folks so but we work together and collaborate to help. Look it's real real Kiwis helping real people and someone's got to do it because those that feed us need our support and they're worth fighting for. What is it about working in the seafood industry that makes it really important to have an organisation like this? Um, you know, people leave at daylight and they come back at night they, or they might go away for, for six weeks, 12 weeks. You don't know where they're going, what they're doing. So no one really knows the, the day in the life of a fisherman, but it's tough. It's, it's hard, long hours. You know, the weather certainly has a part to play. You're out in the environment, same with farmers or growers or anyone else. If you're actually working out in the environment, it does come with challenges and a lot of things outside of your influence that you can't control, like the catch. So, you know, all of these things can cause a bit of pressure over time. You just never know, you might lose gear, have a bad catch, um, crew misbehaving. There's all of those things like any shore-based business, but of course you can't just pull into, you know, pull into the curb and um, resupply and do things. So you've got to be fiercely independent, very innovative and, and you know, largely a survivor. So... You know, I call them the MacGyver of the sea. If you want something fixed, doesn't matter where you are, grab a fisherman because you can guarantee that a bit of number eight wire, sticky tape, duct tape and a you know, bit of glue, she'll be right. First Mate's been around for two years now. In 2019, markets had closed to New Zealand crayfish in China. Darren says MPI noticed there were other stressors in the seafood industry and asked his workplace safety business to check out how people in the sector were faring. More research followed and COVID funding was made available. In 2021, the First Mate Trust was formally established. And, and here we are today with uh, you know, a, a team of 16 navigators who are, who are fishers or fishers partners or, or siblings. The navigators are dotted throughout the North and South Islands and places you'd expect to find people working in the seafood industry. There's also one on Stewart Island and three on the Chathams. Darren says they have a healthy mix of skills. Some have strong iwi connections, others are experts in fishing equipment or have a legal or accounting background. One is a health professional. Just as an example, we've supported uh, since you know July 2019, we've actually supported 219 individuals. Shalane Jackson's first mate's operations manager. Yeah, and they come from a range of sectors. So, you know, it's inshore, aquaculture, a little bit of deep water as well. We are getting a lot of referrals by word of mouth. People also make contact through the easy to remember free phone number. It's 0800 Adrift. 
So that's the first port of call that people come through. Um, and it's almost like a triage. So, you know, depending on what the fisher or the fisher's whanau is, you know, what these stresses are, we we connect them to the right person, whether it might be they could go and have a cuppa with them. I guess if they need, uh, you know, more, say, well-being support, First Mate provides three free counselling sessions for anyone who is interested to go down that route. So we have psychotherapists, psychologists, counsellors, that also know the fishing industry. So we make sure that whatever services we're providing, we're adapting it to or tailoring them to be fisher-specific. If we don't have the service on our books, we'll find it. What we've done in the past is we've helped people um, with budgeting services. So if they're struggling with you know, budgeting, business advice. Um, Darren, we've also helped with liquidation. Yeah, absolutely. Either end of the spectrum, if they just want a little bit of money management or, you know, they, they need to yeah, exit the business, we can help. Because the reality is what we do find, even the little things like helping a fisher fill out a form or complete an application or, or you know, get some information into a bit of into a consultation process that might be impacting them, just helping them with those small things, a lot of stuff that we may not see the value in, but to them it's huge and, and often business and life-changing. Um, as Shalane said earlier, quite often a cup of coffee, a bit of a natter, and helping someone fill out a form has, has not only made their day but potentially saved their business. Darren says, like other industries, people in the fishing sector are trying to retain staff, cope with increasing operating costs and deal with regulatory change, which are things like consent processes for marine farming and water closures. He says fishers can also feel unfairly judged. There seems to be a campaign across New Zealand, if not globally, to be fair in recent decades that that you know, those in the primary industry, whether they're farmers, fishers, or growers, just seem to be getting a bit of a, a bit of a negative rap from from various sectors in our community. And, and look, largely they are completely unsubstantiated. But that's having an impact. So that's now measuring, and you can now measure the impact that that negative perception is having on the well-being of our farmers and fishers, and all of those in the primary industries. Because people think. Uh, fishers overfish and that yep. they're damaging the environment. A- absolutely, and it's easier to read a post that says, you know, trawling is bad or something like that, and it's easier to do that than to actually go and do a bit of fact-finding. And if you actually go and do a bit of fact-finding, you'll see that commercial fishing is the lowest um, carbon footprint of any on Earth, and New Zealand is well-renowned for having the most sustainable fish stocks on Earth. So, you know, it's something to be proud of. Like, our fishing industry... Um, and sure, I've been in it my whole life, and, and people say I'm biased, but I, I, the data and international experts absolutely back up that we've got something people should be proud of, not having a crack, but actually, you know, having a say and, and patting these guys on the back because our industry is doing good things. It's just largely unknown because we're a small industry, we're a private industry, and as we talked about earlier, when we go to sea, you don't know. It's like the curtains are closed. But those curtains are opening and all of our vessels are getting cameras shortly as well, so you'll be able to see what's going on and there's nothing to hide, there's only things to be proud of. Having someone in the whanau who is away a lot is not only difficult for the family, but for the fisher too. And that's one of the stresses that, that research has identified is you know, that, the lack of social connectiveness, connectiveness and time away from your family. The hardest thing, I spent many years at sea, particularly the first trip after Christmas, you might get a week off after, you know, the, during the Christmas New Year break and spend that family time and I always used to 
remember that first few trips back to see uh, you know during the summer holidays your family are having the picnic and the barbecue and doing the swimming up the river and that stuff those calls are really really hard because because you're not there and they're having enjoying a summer and you're on the water and that that really has a bit of a toll and does 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 have a bit of an impact but it's a lifestyle choice so if you decide to have a career on on the larger vessels the factory vessels yes you get you know you're away from home and your family for six weeks but then you're home for six weeks and you're being paid so you're actually at home with your friends and with your family and the rest of us are working so there's there's a really good work-life balance in the industry for for those that want to do it how difficult has it been to get people to start talking about mental health in, in your industry Oh, well, you know, it's a it's a tough industry. Primary industries, tough industries breed tough people. Um, so it's been a challenge. We started this journey in 2019. We travelled around the country, meeting with people in our industry. And to be fair, mentioning the word mental health and well-being, people look sideways at you. We call it mental health by stealth. Um, don't use the words mental health and well-being too much. Just ask them how are you, you know how you're going. Are you okay? What's happening for you? What's happening in your world at the moment? And get them talking and use those stories. And, and you'd be surprised once they start talking about some of the things that are tough, the room explodes and away it goes. Everyone's talking about it, and they're all learning and sharing, and that's actually helping. So. You know, I'll be honest, the last three years I've seen people in the industry in tears, which I'd never seen um, in many decades in this sector. So people are opening up, and I think we've we've crossed the edge, and that's something that, that I'm personally proud of because I didn't think I'd ever see a group of fishers talking about mental health and well-being, but we now see it down the wharves and in the meetings quite often. And the average age now is about 55 of those that go to sea, particularly in the, the inshore fishers, the, the deep water ones, a lot of younger people in the 20s and 30s. But they've hit that point now where it's okay to talk. And I think part of that is maturity. As people get older, they realise that, you know what, I'm not bulletproof. And if there's someone out there I can talk to or someone that I can help, then, then let's have a conversation. So, you know... Fishermen are soft at heart, tough on the exterior. But we are fortunate that one of the biggest healing factors that that we have in our industry is being on the water. How difficult is it at the moment to recruit into the fishing industry? Very, t- It's tough to recruit because there's a lot of jobs out there and obviously there's a skill shortage. And, you know, the fishing industry has, the seafood industry has realised that to attract good people we have to look after good people and part of that is looking after their, their personal and business well-being. So we, we have to care and have good people available to support them through their time in the industry. And that's a good reason to come to the seafood industry because First Mate's here, we're independent, you can talk to us any time of the day or night and, and we care and we can help you get through any challenges that you face not only within the seafood industry but within your personal life as well. Mm. We want fresh blood, we want fresh ideas, we want the youth to come into the industry and tell us crusty old sea dogs how we can do better, how we can meet society, industry and global expectations. Darren Gard from First Mate. You also heard from Shalane Jackson. First Mate has an easy to use website. If you want to know more, just type in First Mate NZ. I'm Carol Stiles and you've been listening to Hook, Line and Sinker, a series of MPI's Primary Matters podcast. Thanks for listening. Keep hyped it up.